Welcome to the Matt Report, a podcast for building businesses with WordPress. Subscribe to the Matt Report at mattreport.com forward slash subscribe. And now your host, Matt. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Report Season 3, Episode number 6. And when I say that this is the best episode of the year, I really, really mean it. And I know every guest is awesome. They all bring awesome content to the show. And hopefully you're all learning something from it. I mean, that's really the point of the Matt Report is to help uh, WordPress professionals and, and anybody running a digital business sort of level up their game. But t- today with Tanya Mork of KnowTheCode.io, tremendous, tremendous story, uh, tremendous individual. I mean, she has um, gone through a lot and share some of the stories in this episode, but really the the concrete advice, the sort of rubber-to-the-road advice that you get out of this episode is tremendous, and she's launched this uh, new membership website um, coming from decades of experience in bigger and better projects than just the traditional WordPress website. I mean, we're talking about million, multi-million dollar projects um, surrounding uh, electrical engineering and robotics, um, computer engineering, all that fun stuff, and she brings great insight uh, to anybody running not only just a membership website, but any kind of freelance or boutique agency. Uh, I really enjoyed this episode, and I can't thank her enough uh, for the time that she spent with us. So definitely worth uh, almost an hour's worth of discussion. So it's, it was great. Uh, lots of other things going on. been super busy, so this episode is actually a couple weeks behind schedule. Had a baby, so things are qu- quite uh, interesting in this in the Matt Report household. Launching not only the child, but of course, uh, Plugged In Radio, which is my other podcast. You can get that at PluggedInRadio.com and Plug In Tut, which is uh, sort of one of my new ventures. It's handcrafted WordPress tutorials, uh, finally surpassed 100 subscribers on YouTube. So thanks a lot for all of that stuff. I can finally get uh, live broadcasting capabilities and I can finally secure the Plug In Tut handle. Um, but with that live streaming capability, I will have uh, a live show for Plugged In Radio on Tuesday, July 19th with Carrie Dills, the Carrie Dills, and we are uh, going to build a membership website live on air. So we're going to start from scratch, we're going to install the theme, install the plugins, install the complimentary plugins, and then talk about what we have to do to sort of nurture a membership site, grow the audience, and do it all live. If you have questions, uh, do join uh, and check that out. That's You can find it at PluginTut.com slash live uh, or head on over to YouTube slash PluginTut uh, and you can subscribe to the channel and that will uh, give you a little notice of when we're going live. Uh, and as always, you can use the hashtag PluggedInRadio on Twitter and we can answer those questions for you live on air. I've posted a bunch of tutorials over there uh, in the past. One of them more popular is the Kanban uh, plugin. You can definitely check that out. That was actually contributed by uh, another plugin author, and um, I put up a tutorial tutorial yesterday on how to share uh, WordPress draft without having to log into your WordPress website. So I find that super useful for getting a second pair of eyes on some content, or you need to get uh, customer or client approval on a project, or excuse me, on a on a post, and you just don't want to go through the hassle of creating an account, setting up a password, sending it over, um, and then having them log in and ask you a million questions. Uh, with the plugin that I uh, did a tutorial on on Plugin Tut, you can simply share a private link, send it to somebody, and they will have access to read that as if it were a published post. So I find that super useful, and I hope you do as well. So again, that's PluginTut.com. And if you are a product creator, you are somebody who has a plugin, 
uh, or a service around WordPress, or even a theme, um, something a little bit more than the sort of normal mainstream theme, um, and you want to get a little bit of exposure, check it out. You can go to Plugin Tut. You can click on the sponsor uh, my product and uh, connect with me, and I can do a tutorial, uh, do a video walkthrough of your product, and be happy to do that. There's a small fee. It is a sponsorship fee. It does support the website, and um, I'll be doing a little monthly recap on where I'm at revenue-wise, and do uh, do stick around for that. I think some of you will find that quite interesting. Everything else, it's mattreport.com slash subscribe. And if you do enjoy the show, go ahead over to iTunes, leave a five-star review. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, reading just a few of the last reviews here, it says, I'm new, to, I'm new to the show, but I immediately recognize a talented and confident broadcast host in Madeiras. The show topics are calling to me, anticipating learning a great deal. And the second one here, I listened to the Matt Report. It helped me fall asleep at night. Works like a charm. Matt's soothing voice puts me to sleep in five minutes. All kidding aside, it's a great podcast. Good guess and always leaves me with a to-do list of things to research and try to implement in my business. So thanks, everybody, for those reviews. Uh, If you want to have yours read, go ahead and leave one over there at iTunes. We'll read that live on the air as long as it's (laughs) kid-friendly. Otherwise, can't wait to get into this episode today. Let's get into the show. Hey, Tanya. Welcome uh, welcome to the program. Ah, uh, Thank you for having me, Matt. Glad to be here. I've been hearing a ton about you <laughs> recently uh, in, in the Twitter sphere. And uh, a lot of folks have, uh, especially some of my contacts from Carrie Dill's podcast, have really sort of reached out and said, hey, you know, I think you should really have... Tanya on the show. She's got a great, uh, great story to tell, and she's running a great business. So I'm, I'm super excited to talk to you today. Ah, oh, thank you. Yeah, I hope I haven't flooded uh, Twitter a little bit too much lately, but uh, yeah, <laughs> just trying to get my name out and what we're doing over here. Who, so. who is your PR agency? They're doing a fantastic <laughs> job. Uh, you know, WordPress. WordPress <laughs> itself is is uh, can organically get the word out about anything. So, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so it just so happens that this. Season. I, I'm what I'm calling season three. It's technically season four of the Matt Report, but I never really went into seasons until uh, I sort of uh, made that transition. But anyway, the point is, I've been I've been talking to a lot of folks who run membership-like sites or who have been um, writing about WordPress or producing WordPress courses and whatnot for a majority of season three, which is kind of a coincidence. Not something I actually planned. So I'm kind of excited here to get your take on it. Uh, mm-hmm. And the episode, hopefully, that goes out today, uh, being Thursday, is my latest episode with Brian Krogsgaard, Runs Post Status, and we talked about running a membership site um, sure. and sort of the underpinnings of that, the expectations he had, and you know, sort of all the technicals that went into it. What did you use to set up the site? How are you doing payment processing? But before we get into all of the fun stuff, uh, with you on that end of your business, folks who don't know who you are, what's your uh, what's your two minute elevator pitch? Oh boy! Okay, hi, I'm Tanya. Um, I'm a WordPress educator actually, and I focus in software development, web development. Uh, I'm also an electrical engineer, software engineer. I've been in the business of uh, some pretty cool stuff in robotics and different manufacturing processes, high tech stuff for a long time since the mid '80s. Um, and I'm now here in this space trying to just share what I know to help anyone who wants to level up in software and web development. And I focus very heavily on fundamentals, uh, building up your knowledge base incrementally and, um, 
And I really have an emphasis on not only knowing those fundamentals, but also in quality and what we're building, making sure that it's maintainable, readable, and all those essence of software principles. Uh, the other thing that I do is uh, I started a club last year uh, to, to where it gives a space for developers to come together and help one another share ideas, talk about things like principles and so on. But also it's just a private space where we can away from the ears of our clients, our bosses, the public, whatever. We can just share um, whatever we're going through and trying to help one another. So that's through WP Developers Club. Uh, one of the biggest challenges that I've found with membership sites is not only the, you know, creating the product, uh, and that's usually courses, videos, PDFs, documents, that kind of thing. But the biggest challenge is getting people to sign up or at least start driving traffic so you can, you know, begin to focus on, uh, you know, converting folks and finding the right price point. What, you know, but here's the thing that I see a lot with WordPress developers is they say, I'm not good at marketing. I'm not good at getting the word out about my own product, let alone about myself. Um, you seem to be doing a really good job with that <laughs> and a very, and obviously developer focused uh, inherently. What's your advice to, to other developers who are out there who just want to get the word out, whether it's for a membership site or their product or just to get hired for a job? Like I, I see like that's one of the biggest issues that I see developers have. Oh, absolutely. And I, I agree. Uh, before I came into WordPress, uh, I had my own engineering company. So I spent a lot of time in, like you said, getting the word out. But it comes down to relationships, I believe. Uh, I'm very big into talking with people on not only just through Twitter or whatever, but I, I really like the face-to-face -face and really getting to build that relationship and seeing what their needs are. Uh, to me, that's being able to express what you bring to the table. What value are you giving to that person? And it doesn't matter if it's a business or you're going into a job interview. Uh, you're there to say, okay, this is what I can do for you. This is how I make you better. This is the value that I bring. Um, if it's a job interview, what am I going to do for you, my new boss, to make you look good and add value to that company, whatever your product may be, and so on. And it's the same in business. So if you're a freelancer or you're starting a small boutique or whatever that may be, there's lots of hats that we have to wear. It's not just, well, I build themes, I build plugins, whatever that may be. Now you're in business. Business requires lots of other hats that we have to put on. And part of that is marketing yourself, making sure that you're getting the word out. And it's not just about touting, oh, look how great I am. Aren't I awesome? That's not <laughs> what it's about at all. It's about the value that you bring and making sure that you know, okay, there's a pain point in the market. This is what I can do to help. And then you make it all about them all about them. So, um, and reaching out and making sure that you're accessible to folks and you're talking to them. You're never going to know what their pain points are or how you can better serve them unless you're reaching out and just, you know, making yourself an open book and just talking. So that yeah. would be my advice. Yeah. And I think that we're, you know, developers or people who want to learn this stuff, we're living in sort of a golden age of that. So where, you know, you've got post status, you have, uh, you have Carrie Dill's office hours community, you have your community. Uh, mm -hmm. Troy Dean has a community. Uh, there's a, and of course there's word camps and, and WordPress meetups, the more traditional route. And there's plenty of opportunity for folks 
to come out from behind the keyboards, behind the monitors, and, and sort of meet people and, and make those connections. Uh, and I think, uh, look, you have to, if, if you're listening there and you're, and you're nodding your head, you're like, yeah, you know what? It's about time I do that. <laughs> it's about time I make that move. Uh, Absolutely. Now's the you time know, to you, do it. You really need to do it. Now, back when uh, I had my engineering company, I couldn't land these big multi-million dollar jobs unless I, you know, went face to face and sat with that person. And sometimes it was not even about the job that we were talking about. It was about that person so that I could get to know them on a level that one, they start to connect and trust you. And once you start to build that and you're showing your character and integrity, you know, what you have to offer then becomes much more attractive to them because they trust you, right? So building that trust and that relationship to me, those business relationships are so important. Right, right. Did, is there any, did you find any correlation between sort of those really large, you know, multi-million dollar jobs in robotics and, and sort of uh, the engineering field and compare that to maybe today's, you know, WordPress freelancer, three, $4,000 website, um, aside there being a lack of zeros on the end of that check, <laughs> what, is there a, uh, is there some common ground uh, on terms of customer service and maybe even approaching a, a client? Is it just the, the transparency and the trust level, anything else that sort of crosses paths? Yeah. It doesn't matter if I'm selling you lemonade out on my front porch, sure. uh, it, business is business and it's all going to come down to uh, relationship building. Um, that's the first part. The second part is you just got to show up. You got to do what you say you're going to do and you have to do it with integrity. Um, so whatever you're going to deliver to them, I always tell people over deliver. So I'm going to sit down and I'm going to talk to you about what do you need? What's the problem that I'm here to help solve for you and what value can I give? And it starts right there. So first you're building a relationship and then it's figuring out what they need. And that doesn't matter if I'm building this huge monstrous system for you or I'm just putting together a very simplistic website for you. It's still the same process. You know, businesses, it doesn't matter. It's all right. going to run the same way. And it gets down to one, first establishing the contact and building that relationship Two, figuring out what they need, then going away and building it and talking through the whole process. And that's just not sending off an email to where things can, um, you can't read between the lines quite as well or pick up the intent of what they're talking about. It's being, present through the whole process involving your customer and then delivering and being there to support them after you deliver. So it's a whole life cycle to it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny <clears throat> you, you bring up a perfect point and, and one that's, uh, you know, not only because I practice it with your, my own agency, but I'm putting in a new kitchen in my house <laughs> and <laughs> I'm dealing with a bunch of contractors. And one of the things that it just drives me bonkers because of, our, of the business that you and I and the folks listening to this show and the, our level of detail, the level of communication. I mean, we have Asana, Trello, help desk systems, email, uh, you know, we're Slack. We're constantly in communication. There's always uh, uh, these milestones in front of us that we can always see clearly and everything's outlined to the best of our ability. You know, whatever, short of like missing a password to a, some server in a basement kind of thing. But... Right. Uh, the traditional sort of businesses, uh, general contracting, plumbing, electrical, that kind of, I mean, these guys and gals, like there, there's no communication <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, we'll be there. Uh, oh yeah. We're going to be there tomorrow morning at, at eight o'clock. Well, wait a minute. 
I've got meetings. You know, I'm out, right. of, I'm out of the house. How, how did you expect me to just be here waiting for you? It's just amazing that what I'll call traditional businesses, uh, you know, just the old, like that needs to be disrupted. I don't have a good word for it. It just needs to be disrupted. <laughs> Maybe they need to do a sauna for general contractors. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, but they, they expect you to bend to them. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's that's the wrong way around. That's right. the wrong way around. It, it needs to be the other way around. Uh, within reason, obviously. Sure. You can't just bend over backwards for everybody. That That's not going to get you to where you need to go. Or you're not also going to be as effective at delivering solutions for people. But yeah, I, I see that too. I've had contractors here yesterday morning and same thing. Yeah. I'll, I'll show up between 10 and 2. Well, wow, okay. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> let, so let's talk about uh, and I definitely want to get into the mechanics of uh, building the community and, and mm-hmm. sort of uh, the business of that, of course, for sure. But competition, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, in our space, more traditionally, it's uh, a couple agencies. We're all friends, but at the same time, we might be bidding on the same projects, which has happened to me before. Some great friends in this space, and we both received uh, the same bid or whatever. Uh, so that that's that's sort of well-known in this space. Same thing with themes. I mean, themes, plugins, everybody has a theme and a plugin for sale. And, you know, at the same time, we're competing for customer dollars, but we're helping each other out. What about in the training space, the educational space, and sort of this content creation space? How do you see competition? How do you leverage competition, good or bad, uh, with the stuff that you produce? Well, that's a great question. Um, I'm coming in and there's a wealth of online education out there right now. You can go to Linda, you can go to Treehouse, you can go to Code School. You know, there's there's already, some would say the space is saturated, but I say no, it's not uh, because they take a different approach than I do. Um, so let me deal with that first and then I'll come back to how I leverage what's already out there. Sure. In business, you need to differentiate yourself. And even if there's a saturated market, you can walk in if you have something different. And I'm not just saying take what someone else has done and just slap a new label on the top of it. And ooh, now I'm different. No, you have to come in with what are you going to do differently to be able to serve that market, even if it's in the same space as a bunch of other people. So when I looked at the education, and the only reason that I stepped into it was I was looking at it going, okay, what they do right now is they say, here is, we're going to just build this today. I'm going to talk about this one specific use case, this one specific way of doing something, but I'm not going to give you the skills to be able to adapt that for yourself. Uh, And I'm really big into education needs to be such that if I teach you something, I've got to then go at it from different perspectives, um, teach you the why of it, teach you the problem solving skills, how to think about it so that you're able to mold it, not only into the one specific edge case that I give you that says, Let's build this widget today. No, you need to then be able to take those concepts as well as that code and be able to adapt it into something else for you. So what ends up happening and what I was hearing a lot of was one, a lot of people asking very, very fundamental questions. And when I say my fundamental from my engineering background, from where I came from, not necessarily just here in the space. Uh, So I saw that as a problem. And two, I see people taking this approach in education of here, I'll show you something. Well, show doesn't equal adaptability, doesn't equal that I know how to do it when I have to say, okay, you showed me in that context. Now I need it to be in this context. 
So that's what I do differently at Know the Code. It fits in nicely into what's already in the marketplace. So when I'm teaching something, I don't need to reinvent the wheel a lot of times. I can say, you know, if you have a deficit in this area, let me talk about what they're doing over here and I'll expand upon it, but I don't need to repeat what's already been said. In some cases, I can say, um, go over here to Linda and take this course. Uh, and then once you get done with that, come over and let's do this to build on top of it. So I can then go and leverage what's already there so that people get value out of everything that's available to them. Sure. Yeah, no, that's amazing. That's awesome stuff. That is great. Uh, one of the things that, you know, it's, again, no different if you're, if you're a consultant out there and somebody comes to you and, you know, <laughs> so Brian Krogsgaard is going to, again, uh, throw another nickel into the hat when I say this, but they come to you <laughs> and they say, I've got 500 bucks to spend on a website. You know, what can you do for me? Um, sure. You know, and I even found myself recently uh, as a mentor in a, in a local accelerator program here, uh, recommending Squarespace. Uh, as much as it pained me, <laughs> but it's, exactly. it's, but it's because I knew that the folks that were starting their business, I, they had so much on their plate in terms of building the business in terms you know, legal tax accountants. This was their first business. I mean, they were going to be neck deep in, in reality. And there was no way I was going to be able to tell them to, you know, go to wordpress.org, download it, find a host, find the right plugins. It was just no way. It was no right. way going to happen. Um, so I said, look, your, your best bet is go to Squarespace. When you're ready to take your website to the next level in terms of e-commerce and marketing, then you want to take a look at yeah, a homegrown solution that's more, uh, you know, tailored to, to, your, to your business and to your audience. Um, so that's a perfect sort of uh, way to that folks might be doing the same thing. Like you say, you know what, this has already been covered and it's been covered plenty of times. And it's like this almost commodity lesson, head on over to Linda, take that. We're right. going to go to the next level with my stuff. Right. You know, and we all do that in business. So, sure. you know, I, I tell people all the time with WordPress, WordPress fits within a specific use case of you need to have publishing and you want to be able to publish that content uh, in a way that you're able to manage that content. And that's where WordPress really excels in that ease of use uh, for the end user, that person, that site owner. In times we need to be, when a client comes to us, we need to be able to say, okay, um, this is what you need based upon not only what your wish list is and what your problem you want to solve, but what your future may be. And then you can, as you just brought forward, is to be able to build them a path that says, okay, you can start here and then we can move you to there. And in some cases that's saying, okay, this platform fits you better where you're at right now. Uh, it may also be that you say, um, I need to refer you to X, Y, or Z, another person, another platform, whatever that may be, but you're still adding value to that person. You're still stepping up and being a resource to them. And what's going to happen is they're going to come back to you when they need something else, they're going to remember that you were there to help them. So helping them is not always a matter of, Hey, they paid me money and I delivered a service. No, it's truly just being there to help them, even if it's diverting them somewhere else. Sure. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, they still get the, 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 the value from that, right? They still get the value from that kind of, uh, advice or consultation, however you want to, however you want to label it. Absolutely. Uh, before we began to hit the record button, you mentioned uh, one of our acquaintances, Zach. 
Um, I had him on the show along with Wes Boss uh, talking mm-hmm. about uh, JavaScript when <laughs> when the internet was ablaze for, from Matt uh, Mullenweg saying, learn JavaScript deeply. <laughs> we had a little Google Hangout going on talking about their respective courses. Um, so do you feel like sharing or do you want to share uh, your sort sure. of uh, collaboration with him? Absolutely. So Zach and I, Zach reached out to me and then we started talking. Um, I was also going to teach JavaScript. I'm teaching web development and software principles. So that means it's going to span any language. Uh, To me, code is code. It doesn't matter what language it's in. I can teach you an MC, whatever. Uh, But specifically for the WordPress space, I started in PHP because WordPress is built on PHP. So I started there. I'm teaching a SQL and database, HTML, CSS. And then I was going to build up to the JavaScript. Well, that didn't make sense. And Zach, Zach is putting together this program. So him and I got talking and we started saying, hmm, maybe we need to collaborate so that we're providing a total solution of being, being able to help our space level up. Uh, so I removed the JavaScript part from mine and him and I are referring uh, folks to one another to get that total. So if you want to come over, you want to learn everything other than JavaScript, that's where I'm at. I even teach jQuery and so on. And then he teaches native JavaScript along with React, Angular. And over time, obviously, that's going to grow because technology and software changes. So as those technologies changes, we'll adapt and grow in that way too and then continue to to collaborate. He's also come over and partnered up with me to help run uh, WP Developers Club. So our businesses are aligned, and we're also doing that together as educators. Uh, we just fit well together in how we think about things. We're both very into fundamentals. We're into the why, the intent, and teaching you the right way to do things. I think Zach could fit in anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's a he, good guy. He could walk into McDonald's and start serving up some burgers and be just as happy, <laughs> I think, uh, <laughs> just just because of his personality. And I'd be the greeter at the door, the yeah. big old smile again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd be playing in the ball pit somewhere, <laughs> not, even, <laughs> not even focused on work. Um, I can see Tom back there flipping burgers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, one of the, so, I, you know, I think this is awesome. And I think this, collaboration in our space uh, needs to happen more. And it needs to happen more across the board. And not just like, hey, let me help you with this. Let me give you a little bit of advice kind of thing. I think um, these are businesses, whether you're a theme shop or a plug-in shop, especially if you're a theme shop or a plug-in shop, there is plenty of, hey, you've got this restaurant theme. Well, I've got this, you know, I don't know, contact form is probably a bad example, but I've got this contact form plugin that, that you should integrate with your forms or with your themes, so on and so forth. There should be more of that. And there can be more of that. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just you know, people are just afraid to sort of give up their little piece of the pie. Uh, they're afraid of the support thing, you know, oh, I'm using this plugin that you recommended and it's not working and customers are sort of emailing me about it. I, I don't know if there's like that technical level there. Um, but I do think that it should happen more. And um, uh, folks, I agree. Yeah, folks who are listening, make it happen. <laughs> make yeah, it happen. please make it happen. Uh, you know, you've got to realize that you have a particular niche. Um, you have certain pers- proficiencies, that thing that just, you dream about it, you're passionate about it, but you can't be everything to everybody. So being able to say, hey, I want to have a collaboration with this person to then be able to provide these extra services, 
you know, that is going to benefit your marketplace. It's also going to bring more people to you. It gives them a better solution. Now, what it takes, though, is a true collaboration. It takes you sitting down with the person that you're thinking about partnering with and making sure that you two are aligned. Do you think the same or do they benefit uh, your weak areas and you theirs? I mean, do you just fit together? And if you do, oh boy, you know, that's where that synergy comes in. And what you're thinking about today is actually going to, you're going to start to roll in their ideas and them, your ideas, and you're just getting a better product and a better service for the market. Yeah, I agree. What, did you run into any, you know, unexpected speed bumps in terms of maybe a, a situation that comes to my mind is you recommend his course, but, <clears throat> you know, somebody, a customer comes to you, they sign up, they're, they're with you, they're learning, you've got this rapport going, and then, they're, then they say, oh, by the way, how do I learn this JavaScript stuff? And you send them over to, to Zach's site. Has there been friction with that from like the user perspective, they get there. I don't know where to sign up. It's not organized like you have it organized or he teaches differently than you teach. Is anything like that, like working out the kinks in that regard that, that might crop we're, up? <laughs> we're still working on that. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's going to happen because we're two different people. We teach just a little bit differently. Uh, it's presented in a little bit different way. Although right from the beginning, well, not exactly the beginning, uh, He's starting to mold in some of the ways that I do things and we're sharing uh, and talking about how we do stuff. So that's going to help. But still, people connect with you when you're a mentor or a teacher. People are going to connect with you because they get you have a way of touching them and helping them to understand something. That's the job of a teacher. Right. Um, So that means they may like Zach better than me and vice versa. They may connect better with that person over the other one. And that's something that we're going to have to work out to be able to figure out how can we still be able to serve that person? So what we do is, is when I send them over there, I get into the, his forms and I still help them so that if they're used to hearing the way I explain things, I'm still there helping to explain things and vice versa. I invite him over Uh, We're both members and admins on each other's site so that we can still bring what we do to help out our people. Um, The thing that does happen, though, is people will say, well, I have to pay for yours and then I have to pay for his. So they're not quite understanding that part of it yet, but they're not realizing the value of what you're getting. And that's something that him and I are working on to ensure that people see that the money that we're asking for (laughs) is positioned appropriately for the value that you're getting and then some. So trying to overcome that, that's always something in business is making sure people are focused on value and not necessarily the price. And that's actually a great segue into the business uh, of Know the Code and and sort of how you've structured that. You have a pro plan and a basic plan. And the pro plan is uh, $290 per year if you pay uh, upfront. And then the basic is $190 uh, if you pay upfront $29 for the pro plan per month, 19 per month for the basic plan. How did you come up with pricing? Um, I've always found that to be uh, difficult. Uh, you know, uh, total, uh, I had a total failure with the Matt report probably about a year and a half, maybe two years ago now. I tried I tried doing a membership-like site, uh, very much sort of an insider. I was trying to create content specifically for the Matt report that wasn't publicly publicly broadcast. So, you know, there was my quote-unquote values. I create this, these types of lessons for you. We have this one-month mastermind call kind of thing. And it was also 29 bucks a month. And there were a lot of people who complained about $29 a month, probably my fault for not 
producing the, the value sell uh, enough. But how did you come up with that pricing? Um, you know, where do you see it going? You know, going up upstream and sort of going to like bigger business sales, like sell 20 seats to a business kind of thing. I'm, I'm sort of interested in your take on this whole pricing and opportunity for education. Well, I will tell you, I'm just going to start here with this story. So um, I'm in this space because I just want to give what has been built into me over these 30 years. Uh, I would give it away for free if I could. If that could put food on the table, I just want to educate and help people. However, I got to eat too. Um, so <laughs> I sat down and what I did is I mapped out everybody. What's in the space right now? Uh, I took a look at all the different courses. I took a look at folks who do uh, video libraries like I do. So mine's not a course. It's different uh, pieces of content that will level you up. And then you can pick what you want to watch when you want to watch it because it's a library of resources available to you. Uh, so then I went and I looked at Linda Treehouse, Code School, all these other places that have subscription models. I looked at Laracast. I'm a member over there. And uh, I love what Jeffrey's doing over there. Uh, for nine bucks a month. So I looked at all these different things. Uh, Sridhar, I looked at what he was doing and so on. And I put all that together and I funneled it through my little magic formulas that I do. And I came up with a number and I said, mm, okay, that number's a little too high for what I think the marketplace is wanting to spend. So I have to also take a look at what the market will tolerate. Uh, okay, yeah, so Tanya comes in with the robotics. That's not applicable in people's minds to what WordPress is. So yeah, so what? I have to take a look and then take, what am I giving you? What value are you going to realize from that? So if you're charging X amount of dollars to your client and I save you just one hour a month, what's that worth to you? Okay. Well, if you're charging 50 bucks, a hundred bucks, and I'm charging you 29 for a pro membership, then you can then instantly see the value in that. So I try to tick those points of being able to say, I wanted to get to the point where it was so obvious to you <laughs> right? Yeah. that, well, duh, why wouldn't I want to spend that if I can just save myself at least an hour or more and look at the skill sets that I'm getting. I wanted to remove any hindrance that you would have, uh, but still make it so that you had to pay something so that you could realize value. Sometimes when we get stuff completely for free, then we don't necessarily see the value and we don't take the time because it's just, you know, it's free. So, you know, I'll get to it whenever I get to it kind of sure. thing. So, so that's uh, what I did with it. And I still do get a little bit of resistance to the $29 a month, just like you. So that just means I need to do a better job of expressing what that value is. Sure. One of the, um, uh, wow. Why am I forgetting his name right now? Um, <laughs> the, uh, infamous marketer, he blogs every day, bald guy lives in New York, wears glasses. Oh yeah. Um, uh, how am Seth? I? Yes, Seth Godin. Yeah. Jeez, how was I forgetting that name? Uh, he, I saw him. On, I don't know what show I saw him on, and he spoke about the failure rate, failure rate of online courses and online education. Mm -hmm. um, what do you see in that? Do you see people sort of giving up, or maybe just saying, you know, do you see a high uh, churn rate of people saying, you know what, I've been paying for this for a couple months, I'm not using it. Yeah, can I get my money back? Or I'm just going to cancel. Do, do you see that? And and how do you plan to maybe not solve it, but <laughs> alleviate some of it? <laughs> well, if I could come up with a solution for them, boy. Uh, <laughs> um, it comes down to, are you consistently getting content there that will drive them to want to be 
in your space. So if um, it was one of the questions that I know that you had asked me previously before we hit the record, but in this business on uh, education, you constantly need to be feeding the bear. So you've got to be putting content in there and content that people want uh, so that then um, there's not, you know, they may say, well, I don't have time right now to do this. But if all of a sudden they see, wait, that solves a problem I have today. Hmm. They're going to want to jump on that because it helps them right now. So that's what I try to do is this is I'm giving you a lot of the fundamental development and maybe you'll think, well, I'll make time for that when I can make time. And we know how that goes, right? (laughs) But then I'll solve a problem for you. So it hooks you in to say, hmm, okay, I can do this right now and it fixes my problem. Oh, wait a minute. She just said, maybe I should watch this too. And then it starts flipping on those light bulbs for you that you just want more. You want more. So it's a constant putting content in that's, targeted specifically for the need out there. So I'm fulfilling the want, but then there's also this need and I'm trying to make sure that that's in there as well. Yeah. And then you've got to be out there marketing it. You've got to make sure that it's constantly in front of people as to why, why they want to come and why they want to keep working at it. One of the, uh, so my brother runs a membership site for uh, traders and uh, for the stock market. So <clears throat> not traders like I'm trading against my country. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, he runs this. Uh, it's called the traderisk.com. And uh, he's got this amazing service. He wrote some software that sends out uh, these notifications of sort of these trades that he's making. It's not day trading, but it's, you know, quasi day trading, maybe a few times a week kind of thing. Anyway, uh, I don't know. The price is $99 a month. And there's probably some SEC laws about saying that for $99 a month, you could make a million dollars. So he, he probably can't, he probably can't use that as like a marketing tagline, but there, he has members that have signed up day one, saw a trade that he was taking, took the same trade and made lots of money. Right. Um, and then there are others. His, his biggest thing is the, the cancellation is, uh, I signed up, I don't use it. And you know, that's what happens. They just, the information is being fed to them, but they just simply don't come back uh, or even check their emails to, to, uh, to do that. So I, I, it's definitely a fine balance of at some point, the person who signed up has to care <laughs> bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. They have to care. And I do get those folks that will sign up and say, I just don't have time. Sure. Okay. Well, if you signed up for the yearly, that's kind of the point of the yearly is it's there all year. It's, you can go whenever you want to go. Um, you can go and catch up, you can speed forward, whatever you want to do. It's, that's why I try to push people towards the year. Now, if you're paying monthly and you don't have time, then just suspend it and come back when you have time. Uh, and, and for your business, what about, like I mentioned before, maybe like the agency plan or the small business plan where mm-hmm. there might be a few developers in house. They might be sort of new to, uh, I know, I know you're, you're spending more time on the fundamental stuff, but let's just say it's, they're new to WordPress. Maybe they're new to PHP. Maybe they're just fresh out of, uh, high school going into college and they've done some basic HTML and CSS and jQuery stuff, but never touch any real deep dive PHP stuff. Um, what are your thoughts on selling to, to, to those types of folks? Well, you know, that's going to be the natural transgression, right? You're going to, or transition, you know that you're going to start in this sphere. Okay, so I'm going to go after the individual first. Uh, get 
get all your libraries in place, get all the kinks worked out and all your plugins and get your business up and going right. And then at some point, then you're going to take a look and say, okay, what can I do for the business space? Which is what I used to do in engineering. So with my company, then companies would come to me and say, um, I have this kid that's right out of college. And we all know that coming out of college, even with a math or computer science degree, they can't add value day one. There's lots of stuff that they've got to learn. So then they would come in and I would mentor them and put them in an apprentice program and put them back in. So at some point, yeah, there's going to have to be a move from where I'm at now to then being able to cater to businesses too. And some of it may just be coming in and assessing what skill levels are and then putting together tailored packages to be able to help in that regard. Uh, That's one way it can go. Another way it can go is, like you said, selling business licenses to where they can buy X amount of seats and so on. So, yes, I I know that's coming. Uh, First, I want to get everything up and running and stable and, uh, and then think about what's best going to serve some of those businesses. So I have been talking with a few to see what's going to fit for them. But I, it, typically when I get into business space, it's more tailored is what I find. Yeah. You know, everyone has this different need. It's not a one size fits all. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. One of the words I've heard a lot of so far <laughs> is time, <laughs> yeah. time, time, time. Uh, there needs to be time for the, the actual customer to consume content and material. There needs to be time for you to make recordings and God knows, uh, or God knows I know a lot about that. Uh, just the time it takes to, to do all this stuff. And then not only are you making that stuff for all of the behind the scenes stuff or all the stuff that people are paying for, you have to market yourself. You have to put out some content to the public facing side. Um, you know, what does that look like for the business? How much time do you devote if, you know, if you have it mapped out for product versus marketing and versus research and development, if you're, if you're creating new stuff on the side kind of thing? Um, I don't sleep. And <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's the secret. That's it. And I think I've invented how to give myself 10 times more hours in a day. There you go. Hey, I can market that, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, for Let me break that up into two parts. Let me say that for the, uh, for the person out there who is trying to figure out how can I level myself up? Well, in this business, I don't care what businesses you're in, it's continuous learning. So I tell people to take two lunches a week, dedicate an hour of each of those. That's two hours a week and say, in these spots, I'm going to learn. Hold on one sec. (coughs) Okay. So in those spots, I'm going to do lunch and learns. All right. So that says I'm committed to learning. Now on my side, (coughs) excuse me, what I do is a little bit different. So I could have gone down the path of pre-scripting everything, um, doing all this post-production, spending time in video. (coughs) Goodness gracious, hold on one sec. Okay. But instead, what I did was, is I said, "Mm, I'm just going to do what I do. So I used to get up in front of people and do sales presentations and training sessions and just speak. And that's what I like to do. So to help myself out is I did it very minimal. I lay out an outline, what I want to discuss. I don't script anything. 
Uh, but I have an outline and a thought in my head. Okay, this video, in this session, in this training material, I'm going to accomplish boom, 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 boom. And then I, I have all of my audio and video equipment set up that it's all pre-production. So I have to do very, very little post-production. Then I sit down and I just start teaching what I know. So it just comes off the top of my head. Typically, like I said, I have an outline beforehand, but then I put that away and I just start talking. I've been in software so long now that it's just easy for me to just give me a topic and let, turn me on and watch me go. Uh, so I do that. But I also tell people too that it's very, very lightly edited on purpose because I want it to feel like I'm sitting right there beside you, which means, hey, if you and I are working on something together, there's going to be boo-boos. There's going to be times where we go in one direction and then we back up and say, you know, let's go in this direction instead. And this is why. So I leave all of that stuff in on purpose. That helps me to keep my production time as light as possible so that I can get content out the door so I can produce something like three hours of a lab in one day. Um, you know, if you think about that, a three hour lab, that's a lot of content to try to put together. And I can usually do that in a day. Yeah. yeah. Um, now from the marketing point of view, what I try to do is I focus very heavily on content and then I take like a day a week and I preload up all of my social management so that it's all ready to go. And then it just will automate and send that out. And then I try to watch that and interact with people on various days. I'll spend a little bit of time here and there being, being present and answering questions. Um, I probably need to spend more time doing that. But with anything, it's a balance, right? Where do you get all this time from? So you know you've got a market. You know you've got to be present. Um, you know you need to be answering questions, but you've got to balance all that out. And you can only schedule, pre-schedule so much, right? Mm. So some days I'll wake up and I'll say, okay, today would be a recording day. And I just, I'm not feeling it. Nope. <laughs> I've got nothing inspiring to tell you today. Okay, yeah. well, then I'm going to do something else. So I try to be very, I use that word adaptable. A lot because I think that in business too, that you've got to just go with, if something isn't working here, you've got to be able to adapt and move. So I keep my schedule pretty flexible on what I'm going to do, if that answers your question. Yeah, no, it definitely does. It, it's, it's very much how, it's reassuring actually <laughs> to, to hear it because it's very, it's very much the approach uh, that I take because yeah, there are especially the days where you don't feel it and you do feel it. And right. Uh, you just end up, I mean, there are times, and I'm sure this has happened to you where, you know, I've recorded something for an hour and I was like, you know what, I'm not going to publish this. Yeah, uh, it sucks. And you just say, no, delete. I'm, I'm going to do that again. Yeah. Right, right. And, and no different than traditional blogging, right? Where you sit down, you write for, you know, if not a few hours and you're like, eh, this isn't, yeah. this is not going to happen. Right. Um, it's, it's definitely a creator's dilemma here where, where you just, this is, this is what happens. You're, you're creating. And, you know, I, I like to, I don't necessarily get so deep into these conversations, but I, I it's a form of art. It, to me, it's a form of art and there are plenty <laughs> every every artist, painter, traditional painter, if that's what you're thinking of in your head, uh, scraps his or her work um, absolutely you know, along the way, and it certainly happens to to, to yeah. folks like you and I. Oh, I believe it too. I mean, if you're producing content, even this type of content where we're just sitting and having a chat about something, if it's not going in the right direction, then yeah, you need to scrap and adapt and go into a different direction. It it is art. 
when you're developing code or websites, that's a form of creativity and art as well. So even in code, it's a form of art. So yeah, if you're not feeling it and it's not going in the right direction, get up out of that chair and go do something else until it does feel right and sit back down and do it again. And so a lot of it, a lot of people come to me and they say, how, you know, has podcasting impacted your business? You know, and essentially what they're getting at is, does it make you money uh, right. you know, by, by turning on the microphone and hitting record and talking to all these people and spending all this time? Does it make you money? The answer is yes. Can I measure it? No, <laughs> uh, I, but, but I can, I can sum up, uh, you know, uh, a, a dozen projects off the top of my head that, that came from, from Matterport Airwaves. Uh, to people who are not associated with the WordPress industry, they are customers that heard me and found me and whatever. Um, so I give this advice. I say, yes, of course, this helps my business. It's going to take a lot of time. Uh, it's going to suck for a while <laughs> because you're just publishing to nobody, uh, right. hoping that somebody listens. The other thing is, is folks find uh, that they have to be too perfect. And then they start to you know, you and I were discussing before, I mean, I'm going to spend uh, four or $500 on microphones. I'm going to get lighting. I'm going to build a soundproof room and do all this stuff. Or mm-hmm. they think I need all this stuff in order to nah. do this. <laughs> nah. uh, I, I mean, what are your thoughts on, on so, sort of the audio video world of, of this production? It's funny because that was the part that I've been helping Zach with too. So, uh, you know, to me, life is not perfect. Uh, I actually like when things are less produced um, and it has a more natural feel to it. If it's overproduced, it makes me stop and go, Hmm, okay, what are they trying to do here for me? Uh, If there's too much in emphasis on the show of, you know, the showmanship of something versus the actual value and content of it, then that makes me turn my, my mind off Uh, for having the right setup, you know, with everything we need to grow. So you've got to set yourself up just to get started. Make sure that it's going to fit some sort of workflow for you. As I, you and I were talking about before the show, I like outboard processing on my audio. And that then means I don't have to spend as much time with all these plugins and audio different things and, and doing all that tweaking after the fact. Because to me, once it's recorded, unless I just said something really blatantly, blah, you know, uh, really screwed up, then I'll cut that out. Otherwise, you, what you get is what, you know, what you see is what you get kind of thing. Um, and if you come at it at that premise of ship early, ship often, just get started and then grow as your audience grows, as your business starts to grow, then you could start adding all the cool stuff little by little by little. Yeah. And, and I, and I also feel that people based on, <clears throat> you know, what I've seen uh, over the last three or three and a half years of, of talking to, to people in the WordPress entrepreneurial spaces, I think a lot of folks are afraid to launch because they're afraid to fail. And, exactly. and I've seen a lot of that happen uh, where folks, you know, they, they launched a business and, you know, it was gung-ho and, you know, insert business name and we're ready to rock <laughs> and, and we're a virtual team and da-da-da-da. And then six months down the road, they're no longer, you know, they're no longer doing it. Um, and... And, and they've taken a job somewhere. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying that's wrong. I mean, the business is hard. I mean, I, I forget what, what that number is. One out of five only make it. I, I, don't, mm-hmm. know what the, I don't know what the statistic is. But um, what I think people do is they give up too easily on that one way of doing things. Right. Like they were like, oh, you know, 
I tried starting a, a WordPress agency. I tried hiring people and I just couldn't do it. It was too much money. It was too taxing, you know, so I'm just going to give up. Uh, right. Well, there, there are other ways to, you know, to carve that pumpkin. You could just be you, right? And you could be right. consulting solo and there's nothing wrong. It, just because you're looking at somebody else and like, wow, how do they grow that team to do this? Um, you don't have to do it that way. And it goes no. across every sort of little vertical in our space. And I think that's a, a thing that folks need to sort of digest a little bit. Yeah, we have to remember, uh, you know, <laughs> I've seen this. When you walk into business, you know that there's a potential you could fail. Absolutely. Um, business, as I tell people, is you're going to step off that cliff and you're just going to start falling or flying. Sometimes you'll fall, sometimes you'll fly. Uh, but that's just the way business is. And that, actually, if you have that true entrepreneurial spirit, you're going to love that process. It's going to feed you and you you know that, oh, I'm starting to go in the wrong direction. Uh-oh. Well, that's when you've got to be adaptable and be able to think through the strategy of what you're trying to do and adjust. Make adjustments. Tweak here, tweak there. Start adjusting. Nope, that didn't work. Well, adjust in a different way. Uh, seek opinions of other people to maybe be able to tweak your business. And if it still isn't going the way you thought, then maybe you can shift it like you were talking about. So I want to start a theme agency. It's not quite going that way I thought it might. Well, then collaborate with somebody else. Maybe go and help them out for a while until you can get yours up and going and learn a little bit more about marketing, business relationships, contracts, those types of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to wrap up the show with two listener questions that came in, um, both from Jackie. Um, question for Tanya, uh, why educating others is such a passion for her? <laughs> Jackie. <laughs> my buddy, Jackie. Okay. Well, if you get a chance to go over and read my uh, essay on Hero Press, I think that will help you to be able to understand what, what happened. Essentially, I'll just give you the real quick version. Um, I was doing mega million dollar systems for big boys like Ford, GM, GE, Boeing, those types of folks. And then I got very, very ill to the point where um, I had to isolate myself just to survive, try to survive every day. Uh, and it was a very long process. And then I failed, my body failed, and I passed away. I received a miracle and went through that miracle. And through that whole process, I stripped away some things and came back to the essence of me, which is I love helping people. That's And so now I'm in the third chapter of my life and I just want to dedicate to helping anybody that I can help uh, to be able to better themselves, maybe be able to inspire them in some way and be able to add value for them. That's amazing. Uh, and I actually do have the article up and I, uh, on my screen and I will actually uh, link that up. Uh, in the show notes, last question from Jackie is, uh, what are the biggest challenges for the WordPress community, or what are the biggest challenges that WordPress community faces with respect to education and standards? I think we hit on that a little bit, but yeah. uh, anything else that you could expand on? Well, Jackie and I talk a lot about standards and standardization and so on. Uh, in software, there are lots of different ways to be able to solve the exact same problem. Uh, what ends up happening in education, though, and is in, in the WordPress space, especially, I see it pretty prevalently, is that people will go in and they'll say, okay, I just need to do this little bit to a site. Okay, I do that. Okay, and then I'm going to go over and I'm going to do a little bit over here on this. And there's, there's big gaps. 
and their technical abilities because they're just doing this, just this little thing, little thing, but they don't really understand why it works, how they can make it better. And then you start to see that propagating into the products that they're putting on. And that's why I, I stress so much about the fundamentals is that then it starts to fill in all those gaps because this is an incremental process of software. Software takes just like anything. If I were to go and play the piano, uh, I couldn't expect to just sit down and start plunking out Bach or Beethoven. It just isn't going to work, <laughs> right. you know, right? Right. Um, maybe I could pick up a couple of notes. So my family's really big. Uh, my in-laws and such are really big into music. And so they'll sit down, they'll teach me a couple little notes on the piano and I can do that, but I have no idea. I'm just copying what they're doing, right? That's it. I don't understand it. And so that's why I say, you know, those people go through years of training to be able to do that. Athletes go through years of training to practice and get better and hone their craft. And that's what I think uh, education needs to do, even in software, is to continuously fill in all those gaps, give you the fundamentals, and then incrementally build you forward. Yeah. Uh, this has been an amazing episode. I mean, it's just, <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I, I know I, I know I use that term a lot and some, and people call me out on it, but it really is. I mean, it's amazing for me. And if it can't, you know, you've, you've, you've impacted me. <laughs> and oh, so, thank you. I had fun. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, where can folks, any, any special specials you're running, uh, any combo packages with Zach or anything that you want to promote, uh, for folks listening? Well, see, I didn't even think about that. There I should go. have thought about that. Huh? Um, People you know, pay. Here's here's what we'll do. Everybody pays full price for yours, but get, gets Zach's for free. <laughs> Are you up for that, Zach? Yeah. I can hear him now. Tanya, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I find that when I run specials, people come running to just that special and yeah, then yeah, yeah. they're just not using it. So right, right. Um, it's that mentality and that thought process of what am I getting? And I chose to be able to come and sign up because I see you can help me. Uh, so I'm very limited on how many specials that I give to sure, people because yeah. and I couldn't do that. Uh, but I, I, it, I've tried when I first started running a bunch of 20% off and this and that. And I don't think that's quite working out quite the way that uh, I was thinking about that. Uh, I think it kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe it, it has a negative impact on things because then when the price goes up, people go, oh, why would I pay that for? Uh, I like to emphasize more on the value that you get than that. Awesome. And where can folks find you on the web to say thanks? You can find me everywhere. Um, <laughs> I, I just cranked out uh, my own personal site, which is at hellofromtanya.com. Uh, that's just a static HTML page that is queued up. It has some animation. I'm just showing you what could be possible some playing around. Then there's a private blog there where I'm starting to teach life lessons. Uh, goodness knows I've had a lot of those in life. So I'm, I'm just trying to give you ways to inspire you in positivity. Uh, those types of things. And then you can find me at knowthecode.io. You can find me on Twitter at hello from Tanya is my Twitter tag. That's great. And oh, that's one question I actually have written down. Knowthecode.io. Yeah. Know that's a sweet, that's a sweet domain. Was it available when you went to? Yeah, um, it was. Wow. Yeah, it was. I like it. I yeah, like that, it. that rolled out of a podcast that I used to run on the club where it was a live broadcast. Um, and I just got saying over and over again, you've got to know the code. You've got to know the code. And it was like, well, heck. That sounds like a good name. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It certainly is. Uh, everybody listening to this, I hope you uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm sure you took away lots of lessons. Check out 
knowthecode.io. And again, if you're looking for a great place to learn uh, PHP, WordPress, JavaScript, jQuery, everything, um, check that out. It's definitely, definitely worth it. I mean, 300 bucks for the year is short money for you to uh, become an expert. Um, that's a great price. Matreport.com slash subscribe. Join the mailing list. It's the number one way to stay connected. And if you did enjoy the show, love a five-star review on iTunes. We're trying to hit 100 uh, by the end of the year. We should be able to do it. We're only, uh, we just got over 80, so we should be uh, well on our way there. And check out Plugin Tut, PluginTut.com for handcrafted WordPress plugin tutorials, specifically to plugins that we know and love in the WordPress space. Thanks, everybody. Awesome. Ooh.